Hi, this is Kenji Lopez-Alt. I am the author of The Walk, The Food Lab, and Every Night is Pizza Night. Uh, I'm a New York Times contributor, and I have a YouTube channel where I cook food for my family. One thing you might not know about me is that I love baths. I take a bath almost every day, and I don't just like taking baths, but I actually very frequently work from my bath. So I have a little desk that I set on top of the edges. So if you get an email from me, there's a good chance I send it from the bath. I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that asks wonderful chefs and home cooks an evergreen question. What is their one? That recipe they know forwards and backwards, inside and out. This week, we're getting into the nitty-gritty with Kinji Lopez-Alt. Kinji writes a monthly column for the New York Times food section on cooking and science. He's the author of The Food Lab and his latest, The Walk, Recipes and Techniques. He's also the chief culinary consultant for the website Serious Eats and the creator and host of Kenji's Cooking Show on YouTube. Hey, Kenji, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So throughout your career, you've worked to make the super heady, super scientific, nitty-gritty cooking information feel engaging and exciting. It's like watching Mr. Wizard or Bill Nye. <laughs> when did you kind of settle into that role? You know, I think, well, I, I was all, I was a big fan of Mr. Wizard growing up, but <laughs> you know, what I loved about <laughs> Mr. Wizard was that he empowered, I think, young kids, especially to feel like they can understand these things and they can do these experiments at home and they can learn about the world using science. Um, and so, you know, part of my goal with cooking is to make people feel empowered in the kitchen and that they feel like confident to go in there and try things and try and understand what's working. Um, so I, I kind of settled into that role when I was working at Serious Eats. You know, my career up to there, I'd been a, restaurant cook. And then, uh, and then I worked at Cook's Illustrated magazine for a while. And at Cook's Illustrated, you know, I did, I did quite a bit of food science writing there, but I think the sort of the more, uh, I guess, fun voice of serious eats is, uh, <laughs> is what really drew me, drew me over there. And that's sort of how I settled in. And, and you know, these days my voice, of course, I think has changed a little bit even since then, because that was now, I don't know, 15 years ago. What's so kind of fascinating to me about your whole process and your whole arc is that you can see from like the beginning when you hit the ground with Serious Eats that you are like a true, true food obsessive. Like from, <laughs> <laughs> from your commitment to just like really analyzing all of these different cooking techniques and stress testing them both. Mm -hmm. from like your experience working in a kitchen and, mm -hmm. you know, just going through so many preparations of the same meal, same right. technique over and over again. Is there kind of one dish that you feel like you have just made so many times that it's just like built into your backbone? <laughs> it's just part of who you are now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I would say it has to be uh, boiled eggs. Um, you know, boiled eggs was something when I was a, when I was a cook, um, at one of the restaurants I worked at, the new guy always had to do breakfast, you know, cause the restaurant wasn't open for breakfast, but, the, but sometimes people would rent out the space, you know, a couple times a week. And so the new guy was always the person who had to come in early. So there were days when I would have a couple times a week, I would have to come in early and boil, you know, a hundred eggs. Um, and I would boil a hundred eggs, even though we were only going to serve like 50 of them, because I knew that a good number of them are not going to peel easily, you know, and that you'd end up with kind of cracks and divots and whatever, and we couldn't serve those eggs. So we'd end up using them for staff meals. And so ever since then, I was like, why, why do some eggs stick and why do some eggs peel easily? And so that, that sort of became an obsession of mine, you know, once I got into a place in my career where I could actually spend the time to research these kinds of things. Um, and so my very first article for my column, the food lab on serious eats was about hard boiled eggs. And, you know, my, my, 
boss and colleague and mentor at the time, Ed Levine, he was like, yeah, you should write a food science column. What do you want to write about? And I was like, uh, I'll write about hard boiled eggs. And he's like, all right, have it for me next week. And so uh, I spent that week boiling literally hundreds of eggs, trying to figure out what makes them easy to peel, what makes them hard to peel, how the texture changes depending on the temperature. You know, I tried every single variable I could think of, you know, and I wrote a 3000 word article on just boiling eggs. And I was like, yeah, this is fun for me. I don't know if anyone's going to read it. And I was like, I- I'll turn it in. It's way longer than they asked for. And they're probably going to edit it down to something much shorter. But they just published it as it was written. And it turns out like there was a large contingent of people on on the internet who were interested in reading 3000 words about boiling eggs. <laughs> I-, I was just surprised at how at how much people were interested in that, you know, and I've found in my career since then, like anytime you write about eggs, like people have very strong opinions about eggs. And everyone's curious about it, you know, because I think eggs are one of those things like for most people, or for many people, myself included, eggs are like one of the first things you learn how to cook. And they're inexpensive. And they're also one of these ingredients where even a little bit of variation in how you cook them, you know, if you're making scrambled eggs, you leave them in the pan for 15 seconds longer, and the texture completely changes, you know, and so eggs have this really neat thing about them where they're so sensitive to uh, the smallest changes in how you cook them, which I think makes them a really great subject to both research and write about. So that, you know, that boiled egg thing, years later, I wanted to recheck my work. So while I was still at Series Seeds, what I did was I got um, a panel of a dozen people, boiled a few hundred eggs using different methods. And I got people to peel these eggs without knowing how I had cooked them, right? And so I, I did things like I measured how, I, I timed how long it took them to peel each egg. I examined each egg afterwards to see how cleanly they peeled. I got sort of, you know, oral feedback from them on how they felt about each type of egg, each egg and how, whether it was easy to peel or difficult to peel. From that, what I found was that the thing that makes the biggest difference by far it's not the age of the egg. A lot of people say like older eggs peel better and fresher eggs uh, are harder to peel. Um, people will tell you to you know put salt in the water or put acid in the water or uh, shock them in ice water after you cook them. None of those things really matter that much. The only thing I found that actually makes a huge difference is whether you start them in hot water or cold water. So if you put them in a pot of cold water and bring it up to a boil, as many recipes will suggest, they become very difficult to peel. The whites end up fusing to the shells. Whereas if you bring a pot of water to a boil and then slowly lower the eggs in, then they become much, much easier to peel. If you want really easily peelable eggs, uh, make sure you get your water boiling hot first. In fact, the way I do it these days is I steam it. So I get I get a little bit of water either in a pot. Often I'll do it in my wok because um, my wok is just always on my stovetop. But you get a little bit of water, like an inch or so of water in the bottom of the pot. Bring it to a rapid boil so that the whole thing is filled with steam. Put your eggs in there. You don't need a steaming rack or anything. You can just stick them in the bottom and then cover it with a tight-fitting lid. And the steam cooks them really evenly and it makes them really easy to peel also. Um, the general timing is about you know, four to five minutes for soft boiled or for very soft eggs, uh, seven to eight minutes for sort of medium, and then 10 to 12 minutes for for hard boiled eggs. And one of the things that I love about how you kind of walk people through all of the the pressure testing, all the stress testing that you've done, all the years of experience that have gone into it, um, you give these like really helpful little reminders and little tidbits throughout each step. And you're just saying, okay, hey, remember, mm-hmm. you're only going to make maybe six eggs at a time. <laughs> you're not trying to crowd the pan with as many eggs as are just hanging out in your fridge. Well, because when you have a huge number of eggs and you add them all to the pot, then the temperature drops. You know, and so the timing becomes difficult. And of course, when the temperature drops, it also means they heat up more slowly. Uh, so you get that shell sticking problem again. When you dive in headfirst into these like really deep conversations about boiling eggs, 
people respond to it. Like, the comments are constantly people going back and forth and saying, oh, hey, like, this was actually a really cool thing. I'm, like, writing in from France. And, like, because our eggs are different here, you know, I was worried I may have to leave time for the eggs to hang out on on the countertop or I may have to do X, Y, or Z. It's just great to see that you're proactive and just saying, and remember, like, for people in France, like, (laughs) egg processes are different, but these steps are inclusive for you, so you can just dive right into it, too. I think that, you know, I think that 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 comes from, you know, my experiences writing online. Mm-hmm. Well, both both writing for Cooks Illustrated, you know, so at Cooks Illustrated, we have um, the magazine. Uh, you know, we work on a we worked on like a, a schedule about eight months, uh, eight months ahead of actual publication. Um, but we always got a lot of good reader feedback, you know, and so they have this long history of knowing what kind of language to use and, and sort of anticipating what kinds of things readers are going to ask. And so I learned a lot about how home cooks think and what kind of equipment home cooks use and stuff uh, while working at Cooks Illustrated. And then when I went to Serious Eats, you know, the publication schedule there was more like, I'm boiling uh, 100 eggs this week, I'm writing the article on Tuesday, and it's getting published on Wednesday. And then five minutes after it's published, I'm getting comments about it, you know. And so over the 15 years that I've been writing online now, I think I have a pretty good handle on what kinds of questions people are going to ask me. And so I, I do try and anticipate and say, hey, you know, like, yeah, in the U.S., like our eggs are refrigerated because they're washed after they're laid and before they're sold. And so there's this like waxy cuticle that gets rubbed off, uh, washed off of them. And so we refrigerate them because they're prone to recontamination if you leave them out. Whereas in other countries, they're not washed after being laid. Um, and so they have this sort of natural protective coating. And so in most other countries, they're stored on the counter, which in some recipes can affect the way they behave, room temperature versus straight out of the fridge. Um, You know, for boiling, it it can add a minute or two to your boiling time if you're in the U.S. versus in another country. Um, But yeah, you know, those those kinds of things are things you, I guess you just pick up over the years. (laughs) I mean, just like anyone who does one job for a long time kind of knows their job, right? And, And this is my job. Okay, so I have a few questions for you. Just to draw on your boiled egg knowledge, your expertise, per se. Okay. So first, what is one of your favorite, like, off-the-beaten-path, kind of weird, doesn't sound like it should work, but it does, tips or hacks for how to peel a perfect boiled egg, or at least get that restaurant-grade <laughs> boiled egg? So first of all, cook them the way I mentioned, you know, start them hot. Oh, and by the way, like, if you find that your eggs crack... When you do this, because sometimes what happens, you know, when you put them into hot, really boiling hot water, um, pressure can build up inside. And so if your eggs have particularly thin shells, which they do depending on the breed of chicken or the uh, the region of the country or world you're in, um, sometimes eggs crack when you boil them. If you find that happens to you regularly, the easiest way to prevent that is just use a uh, push pin or a safety pin and pop a little hole in the bottom of the fat end of the egg, which is where there's like this air pocket. Um, and that'll allow the pressure in there to escape instead of cracking the eggshell. So I'm um, sorry, <laughs> another quick tip, but... Um, if you're going to eat them warm, I find the easiest way is just cover the edge of the pot, dump out the hot water into the sink, and then just kind of shake the pot around so the eggs kind of knock into each other and the eggs get cracked all over. And then you can just peel them under cool running water and the, sh- the shell should basically just fall off. You know, and if you're going to eat them cold, I let them hang out at room temperature until they're cool and then pop them in the fridge. Um, and I like to crack them this way <laughs> just because it's fun, but I kind of smack them onto the counter and then roll them under my hand a little bit so that they get cracked all the way around. Do you have a preferred mayonnaise for your egg salad sandwiches or egg salad in general? Uh, um, yeah, you know, I, egg salad, um, I almost always use store-bought mayonnaise. So in my fridge, I generally have both QP 
and I have Hellman's. Well, in, in now it's, I, I grew up in the East Coast, so I called it Hellman's. Out here, it's called Best Foods. You know, making homemade mayo is really easy. You know, it's like a two-minute thing, and homemade mayo is great. But for some reason, I find that, like, it's probably some kind of nostalgia factor that uh, for egg salad in particular, I find that, like, store-bought mayo has this, like, particular flavor that homemade mayo doesn't. You know, not not it's not, I wouldn't say it's better or worse. Yeah, it's, it's just, just different. Like, this feels like egg salad to me. Yeah. Yeah. Distinct. Oh, love it. <laughs> so you have eggs in your fridge that have been lovingly and painstakingly peeled for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> How are you using them? Are you eating them straight? Are you just throwing a little bit of salt on it? You know, I, I still boil eggs at, at least once a week. If I have, you know, maybe a half dozen eggs at once a week, um, but I use them for various things. So, so often it'll be like, all right, my daughter needs a snack for her kindergarten every day. And so, you know, once a week she'll get a hard boiled egg with some salt. Um, I also like, you know, I love hard boiled eggs. So when I boil eggs, as soon as they're done cooking. I take one and eat it, eat it hot. And I put the rest in the fridge after they've cooled down. Chopped up, put onto salads um, is a very common way. I might chop them up, put them into a sandwich. I love egg salad, so we make egg salad once in a while. They're really good, of course, um, in soups and noodle soups uh, and things like that. Well, Kenji, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Kenji Lopez-Alt is the author of The Walk, Recipes and Techniques. You can find his recipe for perfect boiled eggs on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. As usual, this week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic.